0: Hello and welcome aboard our podcast, Fighting Catholic Jetlag. My name is JC and I'll be your host. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, priest of 34 years and doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president and for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith.
1: At times, we'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions, and rediscover your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up,
0: and enjoy our flight to faith.
1: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to... Fighting. Catholic Jet Lag.
0: Catholic Jet Lag.
1: I'm Father Larry Hostetter. And
0: I'm JC Hart.
1: And we're thrilled to have you with us today. So...
0: This morning, we're actually recording in the morning. This is our first morning recording.
1: Yeah, my fault. <laughs> it
0: wasn't your fault. What do you mean? Well, actually,
1: about? it's your fault, isn't it? Because you canceled the other Yes. Other yes. So...
0: Um, the airline industry can get kind of crazy. So we had planned to chat tomorrow, but... And I'm actually taking a couple
1: of days off, so this is why I can do it in the morning.
0: What are you doing for the next few
1: days? Um, As little as possible. (laughs) I cleaned out my gutters the other day, and uh, I'm going to mow the lawn one more time, hopefully the last time before
0: cold sets in.
1: It was in the 30s for the first time this
0: morning. Oh, my god! I noticed on my thermometer. It is brisk. We have pumpkins. We have our sleeves rolled down under our wrists and we're drinking our tea
1: we have our sleeves rolled down under our wrists.
0: it's in a family guy episode
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what that means
0: <laughs> it's ben's favorite he's like when i go to work i just imagine you pulling your sleeves down and doing this and i'm like that's all i do oh i get going. it yes. i see
1: i have a visual now so it's the interior sleeves rolled down past the exterior sleeves of a jacket or sweater. Yes. It's kind of a look, isn't it?
0: Yes. We will link the Family Guy episode on our <laughs> on our Instagram next week. Keep a lookout. So, yeah. Well, I had my vacation last week. I was in Florida. Weren't
1: you just in Capri?
0: I was in Capri. This was more for Ben. This was Good. a Bencation. Um, and this is the first time we had been together, just the two of us for an entire week since our honeymoon. So we were going for him and he ended up having to work all week. So, uh, so he couldn't go. No, we still went, but he would, he would like all up in the house and, be working and then he'd be like, go to the beach, I'll meet you there in an hour. And I'm like, if you're not there in an hour, I'm coming back to get you. So he worked really hard. Um so I think we need to go again.
1: <laughs> when you're young, that's what you have to do. You have to work hard. So that when you're old, hopefully if you make it, yes. He definitely, just def- that. He
0: definitely he definitely works hard. So um yeah. But we had a good vacation. It was good. Um had a few beach cocktails.
1: Oh, yeah. What's your favorite?
0: My favorite beach cocktail?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, gosh. Mojito all the way.
1: Mojito. Is that the one with mint. tequila and mint?
0: No, I think it's rum and mint. Do you want me to make you one? Maybe no, right. not at
1: this time of the day.
0: <laughs> usually I like to wait till at least 8 a.m. So, no, my favorite, though, I have a new cocktail that I love. We will link this. Um, it's grapefruit juice and vodka.
1: Yeah, it's either called a Greyhound or a Salty Dog.
0: Oh, very nice. Yeah.
1: So, um, we right, had... get right,
0: let's get let's we, some usable content now. We
1: had um, <laughs> a few a while back. We can use all of that.
0: No, hello, I'm JC Hartz. Yeah, and
1: I'm Father Larry Hostetter. And I welcome to... I think everybody to- would love to hear what your favorite beach drink is. I mean, that's people that People go to the beach, and so when do you do when you go to the beach? You have a nice beach drink.
0: Yes. Are you a beach person? Do you go to the beach?
1: I go. I I've used to go about once a year, but I haven't been for a couple of years now with the pandemic. Um, I just realized that when the pandemic started, I was fifty-eight years old.
0: That was like so long ago. I'm sixty now. You're now. Like sixty. Something. Yeah. I'm sixty. Yeah.
1: It just feels weird to say it? when the pandemic started, I was fifty-eight.
0: 2019 yeah. seemed like ages ago.
1: It was ages. It ago. was ages yeah, ago. We've for we're
0: different people at this point in COVID. So, well, what's your beach cocktail of choice? I
1: don't. I don't like real sweet things. So there is a. Uh, I discovered this in Brownsville or South Padre Island. Somebody, Wait, do made, you go to the beach by yourself? Uh huh.
0: Do so you just go to the beach by yourself? Take your little beach chair and no, meet friends. I no, usually
1: have some people that I travel with. Um the uh
0: huh. everyone this now is like, a I want Father Larry to go to the beach with me now.
1: Grapefruit flavored vodka with soda water. Ooh.
0: So that's, that's like a skinny girl salty dog. Okay.
1: Is that really? I well I don't remember. know. It
0: sounds it sounds like a like a no
1: extra Bethany sugar, or nothing. Right, yeah. It was really it was pretty good. It's very refreshing.
0: It sounds good.
1: Yeah. Do you so have,
0: wait, no, I've got more questions. Uh-huh. So you go to the you go to the beach. Uh-huh. Um, Lauren was telling me about your travel style, and I, it's not like her travel style. She said that you all traveled together, and then you all would be somewhere, and you're like, "All right, I'm going to go," and she's like, "You can't leave me here." And I'm like, he sounds like the perfect travel buddy. Like you. Tra-
1: I think she. Ta- I don't remember doing that, but she said we were in DC together for a meeting, and she said, uh, "I said I'm going to go," and she said, "Well, wait a minute," and she turned around, and I was gone.
0: Yeah. I. This is how- actually.
1: I don't remember that. Yeah. I always made sure she knew how to get back well, to the hotel. Course. I mean, it's
0: DC. Right. They all. It's English. It's fine. She
1: used an Uber for the first time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you travel like a flight incident does because that's, that's how we are. We're, we just kind of do our own thing. I enjoy um, having the occasional meal by myself. So going to the beach by myself, I don't think I'd hate it because I do that on layovers sometimes, right? you know, but you like to go with friends. Do you do activities? Do you ride jet skis? Like what's your thing that you like to do at the beach?
1: Um, well, I have a, uh, another priest that I, often travel with and we usually do our own, each our own thing and meet for lunch and dinner.
0: That's so cool. Can I go sometime? Sure. I love it. Yeah. I travel like a priest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I travel like a flight attendant. Anyway, (laughs)
0: like doing your own thing. I love it. Hey,
1: we said a couple episodes ago, we were going to say something about our director, Rebecca.
0: Girl, she's being is a, more in the RCIA. Director. She's a producer, she's a director, she's our friend. She's our most importantly, she's right. our friend. But All right, she everybody. also
1: keeps us in line, and she yeah. just was letting Hallie. We're here at JC's, so Hallie, the big red dog, the big dog, is sitting here next dog. to us. So if you hear any little uh scampering around the wood floor, that's yes. Hallie, and she has to sit right here. Right next to us.
0: Yeah, we'll I will we'll take upload a picture, a picture for the of her
1: next to the computer, Hallie. Oh.
0: <laughs> so Rebecca, you're in on the conversation. What's your favorite beach drink? Oh,
2: um,
1: she hasn't been to the beach.
2: Well, I did do Hawaii a lot. Uh, she did, I did do Hawaii. One. Yes, I go to that beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and for your honeymoon in Hawaii, obviously it had to be Malibu and pineapple.
0: Ah. Uh, of, yes, a, warm,
2: tropical a drink. guava. I don't like guava. Beer, though.
0: Really? What kind of beer?
2: Like a beach beer, like a light beer, like a make ultra. Yes,
0: yes. yes.
2: Or maybe a Corona.
0: A Corona. Mm-hmm. So, Rebecca, you, you are in Catholic school, Catholic class.
1: RCIA, the RCIA? Rite of Christianation of Adults.
0: Yeah. AKA, sum up what RCIA means to you, if you were explaining it to non-Catholic.
2: I think it's a way to build a community before you go into the church mm-hmm. and learn, obviously, of the reasons you're there. Yes. But I think a lot of it is more about building your own community within the church. So you've got people with you that are in the same space. And I wanting love to learn it. And yeah. That's
0: a really great perspective. You know, you're not just showing up the day of and for your initiation you are forming your pledge class you so
1: can we ask you a personal question
0: oh i've got lots oh. of personal questions for you
1: just i just have one
0: I'll just
1: stop <laughs> so well i think this is for our listeners because remember we've got lots of people who are a little in and out of the church some people are deeply in some people are completely out
0: so let's um, hear a question at the same time yeah. hmm? one two three yeah. who's your favorite co-host
2: you can't ask me that. Okay, that's what's
1: right. your question? Say it's it's, uh, it's like asking somebody who their favorite. Uh, yeah. You
0: s- you said personal questions. What's so your personal question?
1: What What is it specifically about the Catholic Church that made you want to consider the uh, RCI and joining the church? I know you're Church of England, and you said you were looking for something that's similar to Church mm-hmm. of England. Is there something else that you're discovering that you find attractive? Um, I would ask you if you have given you second thoughts, but we'll just start leaving it at attractive for now.
2: I think, like you said, originally I was looking for something that was a little more like home. Um, but I found that the traditions were the big thing for me the old traditions of everything. And I've been to many churches in. The us while i've been here different styles and i just don't feel like it was me didn't fit and i was looking all around for something and then i went to a catholic church to realize oh this was a little more what i'm looking for wow and as i've learned more and more I
1: even the weird and funny stuff we've talked about the last couple episodes
2: yeah. there is so but well, i don't think i could ever know enough like right? right. you can just keep learning there's a,
0: there's yeah there's a yeah. lot to learn yeah there is yeah. there is that's really cool so what what else are you getting out of rcia that's so you you have a sponsor mm-hmm. and what what does that mean
2: so carrie my sponsor she, hey carrie hey carrie hey. friend of the pod <laughs> she is there to ask questions we ask questions together and she she guides me. Um, yeah. Like we'll meet for coffee. Um, if I've got any questions or concerns, she's there
0: to that's support really cool. me. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, so questions and concerns, and I know we'll be covering this until your confirmation, if you choose to do that, which will be Easter Vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll so we'll go into more of that in the future. But is there anything? right away like what was your what's your biggest we all have our concerns and our you know, anxieties about it and especially something as big and yeah. did you come in what hesitancies did you come in with
2: so I'll tell you a funny one is not knowing everything in math, and that yeah. is like so I'll go to math and like there's a lot of motion and movement mm-hmm. and Everyone knows what they're doing, and everyone seems to I feel like be- an outsider. Yeah, I think
1: everybody knows what they're doing. I'm not sure they always know why they're doing what they're doing,
2: right? That's a good point, right? And I think that's even still now. I still get a little nervous going into maths not because it's maths, like I'm there for maths, and I enjoy that, but I still get a little like. Not that anyone's even looking or caring, though, mm-hmm. in their own... Because if
1: you probably sat there the whole time, nobody would care and notice. No,
2: exactly. Yeah. But I just feel like sometimes if I miss something, I'm like, oh, whoops, like, right. I feel like, did I do something wrong? Or and To be honest, that's been my main, like, anxiety yeah. or nervousness was around just not knowing what to do. Right, right. right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we promised the Kardashians, not the Kardashians... <laughs> <laughs> the catechisms. What did,
0: we, what did we promise the Kardashians? <laughs>
1: we did Hey, if y'all are listening, I didn't promise y'all anything.
0: Hey, if you're uh, like Courtney, congratulations on your engagement. We just saw that this morning. Which one is that one? She's the oldest one.
1: Oh, hasn't she like been married before?
0: No, they were never married. Okay. But she has three children with Scott. But she's engaged to Travis Barker. You remember Blink One Eighty Two, right? No,
1: no, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: He's a rocker. All the small things. What's my age again?
1: 33. <laughs> 32. I'm sorry. 32. Your husband's
0: 33. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to send you some things.
2: January 9th. <laughs> That's right. Hey,
1: I think it's really cool what uh, Rebecca is doing, and we wish her yeah. all the best. And We'll keep her in our prayers. Um, yes. And um,
0: Yes, keep Rebecca in your But mind. what I
1: was getting ready to say when I slipped with the K word. Uh, is the catechisms spelt with a K. Yeah. Our group, the catechisms, we promised to walk through mass at some point. We never did it. So yes. that might be a good way to get all of us together yes. again sometime. So
0: well, and what Father Larry is talking about, we had prior to having the podcast, we had this group of Catholic couples who we would get together over Zoom or in person and just ask questions and all of that. <laughs> and we called it keeping up with the catechisms with the K. My sister Amy kind of came up with that, which I oh, love. Oh, wow,
1: Amy. Uh, you yeah, the First Amy, time you've credit for that.
0: Did, that is not. I give her credit all the time. I know she'll beat me if not. Um, but yeah, we need to do a mass walkthrough.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, well, that's too bad great. that's
1: not something you can do over a podcast, but um, we, you
2: know. might, we might be able to. We might be able to YouTube
1: it or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's We'll think about it. We'll talk about it. We'll
0: think about it. We'll let you know. We'll get back to you.
1: So uh, last couple of episodes, uh, we're going to get now to the uh, fish and potatoes. And, you know, I thought I had a clarificational on something, but I don't remember what it was. I I should write these things down. But the last couple of episodes were more fun, light hearted. Um, so we, uh, want to get into a few things now, next few episodes, a little bit more, uh, in depth, maybe even a little bit more controversial.
0: We are going from Bud Light to Bud Heavy.
1: Bud Heavy. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're going from Bud Light to Guinness. (laughs) Um,
0: is that your beach drink of choice?
1: Not on the beach. Just a dark. Guinness is a winter. It's a winter beer. Yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, we are talking about uh, maybe some uh, controversial issues that we want to do to end out the season, um, and, uh,
0: and 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 um, yeah, good good point. We are this you are listening to season one. We will be breaking this up into seasons, so we will be taking a hiatus here soon, and we'll give you more details on that. But when we do that, we. I have something special we will be doing. You want to tell them?
1: A Christmas special?
0: Not the Christmas special, but that is special. Well,
1: yeah. We want to do like Doctor Who and how we have a Christmas special. So
0: I've never seen Doctor Who.
1: Well. What? But um, the,
0: I, they do Christmas specials. Yes.
1: So that's okay, that so what you're talking about.
0: Father Larry has a blog.
1: That I haven't written for since last October.
0: And it's actually really good. And we're going to link that as well. So we are going to start kind of writing about some things and, um, just our different perspectives. So you're,
1: so I'm hoping that we might be, you know, with, with this podcast, we often touch very superficially on issues, you know, and I thought maybe the blog would give an opportunity to maybe dive a little bit more deeply into a topic so for those you, people that are interested.
0: Well, will you be diving into like Courtney and Travis's engagement, or do you mean, like, Catholic? like
1: Catholic stuff. So, okay. you know, like, the stuff we talked about with um, the angels and such, you know, to maybe do a little bit, something a little bit more deep yes. on that, uh, yes. more in-depth, more substantial. Even the weird and funny stuff that we talked about last week, maybe to talk a little bit about other weird and funny stuff. Because, yeah. uh Um, that would be kind of interesting, I think for, for people too, who want to take the time of reading. Yes. There are some of you who like to read.
0: Um,
1: so that, that's going to be a nice little supplement to what we're doing. Yes,
0: definitely. And you can go to our website and fill out your information and we can send you an email when we drop each, um, blog. So more details to come on our Instagram.
1: So, uh, we uh, are getting now to our fish and chips section, a little bit of content, and we thought for this time, maybe getting to some of the questions we've gotten from yeah. folks. And let me get do mine first, because I had a question that actually was not uh, written down anywhere. Somebody just asked me, uh, and it was a result of the first episode of Weird and Funny Things. They wanted me to say something about the scapular, and I think you got a question about that too, the brown scapular. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but tying that in also with the other weird thing that Catholics do of wearing medals and crucifixes. I mean, you know, most Catholics have something they have in their purse or in their wallet or around their neck,
0: their keychain,
1: their keychain, flight
0: crew IDs.
1: um, And it's it's sometimes a medal of a saint. It's sometimes uh, and different medals have you know are more considered more efficacious or powerful than other medals and so um people who travel sometimes will take a saint christopher's medal yes. with them um the other one that is very popular is the miraculous medal I love it. I've, I've heard you one. go
0: straight through purgatory Do right. you die with it on? well
1: i have not i don't know what the promise is but it was uh, from from france and Our Lady appeared to. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the saint to whom she appeared. Lord, uh, we'll have to do a <laughs> clarification on this. But the miraculous medal is a has an image of Mary on one side, and there's lots of symbolism attached to it, and it's considered one of the more traditional medals that Catholics will wear. And uh, of course, a lot of, yes, and then other people will wear uh, crucifixes, um, and this person would ask me. When asked me about the brown scapular, and there's also a green scapular. So a scapular is, go, it's it's connected to the habit that some religious orders wear, where they wear a cloth that covers their front and their back on top of their robe and with a, like a, a head hole for them so that it's, it's covered on both sides of their bodies. And it's it's a symbol of their devotion uh, to their particular religious order that that they belong to God. So the Benedictines have a scapular. I think the um, Carmelites have a scapular, and, nuns. and priests and brothers. Okay. Uh, there are it's a it's a pretty large order. Yes. Um, and the Carmelites have. Um, Non Carmelites can wear the brown scapular, and it's often just a a small square of wool that is tied by two brown cords to another square piece of wool. That one of the pieces of wool hangs on your chest, and the other one hangs over your back. And it too is a reminder of that we, we belong to God. And these things, for me, these things always remind me of what's important in life. And so there's so many things that can distract us from our call as Christians. Having something tangible, I think is to look at or to feel is, is just a good reminder. So I've worn the miraculous medal. I it's this is actually the third iteration in my priesthood. I got one when I was ordained or soon after I was ordained and I wore it for over 20 years. And then I lost it on the green belt while I'm out for a run, and then I had, I got another one, and it also fell off somewhere, and then um, someone
0: always finds them. Then someone
1: somebody gave else. me this one, uh, the one that I have right now. So and I because I needed one. So uh, there you go. But JC mentioned these promises that are attached to certain medals. Oh, another famous one is the St. Benedict medal. Um, yeah, it's got – and you can look these up. We'll have images and you can Google them and there will be all sorts of explanations of the symbols so we won't take any time doing that ourselves because there's lots of symbols typically on a metal. i got
2: a question. Sure. You know when you say it's blessed, uh-huh. are You like, can you bless your own?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So what if it's not blessed? Does it lose any
1: – You know, that's a really good question because that's another one of those weird – and fun things that Catholics do is blessing objects. Okay. Oh, yeah. So um, a medal, or actually anything can be blessed. And a blessing, you know, the, the, the blessing of a priest is um, is considered unique in that the priest is invoking Christ and the church to bless something. And what what that means is that this object is now has special meaning. It's set aside for sacred use. So if something's blessed, it shouldn't be used for ordinary use, unless oh. that's part of what it its job is. So, Blessing you know, bless. I wouldn't necessarily bless this dining room table, but we might bless the house uh, as a way of calling upon God's protection on the house. You can bless individuals. Now, lay people and priests can both bless, okay? So moms and dads, Often will bless their children as they leave the house for school. I've seen that, you know, a lot of Catholic homes, at least traditionally, will have a little holy water font.
0: Did you see mine? Do you have one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does it have holy water in it?
0: Um, I've, I haven't put it in there. Do I wanted to, to see if we could so, bless Yeah, really? absolutely.
1: Yes. Um, so uh, they'll have a little holy water font out next to the door. Yeah. And when their kids leave, they'll take a little bit of their fingers and they'll trace the sign of the cross on their kid's forehead. And, and as an act of blessing. Perfectly legitimate Love it. to do that. Um, the, the blessing of the priest, though, invokes the church as a blessing as well, and so it makes it objects that might n- normally be um, uh, just used for everyday use, something that, that's special. So... Um, Would you
2: bless that crucifix, for example?
1: Yes, a crucifix typically is something that's blessed. Uh, yes. pictures are typically something, holy cards and other things are typically the blessed. But here's the thing. If it's an image of something holy, the blessing is kind of like an add on, even if it's not blessed, it's still, it's not like it's magic. Okay. We, we got to get away from magical thinking in the church, because I think that's one of the things that turns people off is that this weird stuff is like, oh, it's blessed. So now it's magic. Right. And blessing is just simply a prayer of recognition that this is something that's holy. Mm. And so some people might say, okay, it it really doesn't need that, except in in our tradition, verbalizing something is important. Mm. So basically we're verbalizing what's already there. And and but it what's already there isn't fully actualized until it's verbalized, mm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because we are incarnational people. We we are a sacramental incarnational church. And so that means that we just don't rely on spiritual things. We're connected to the earth. Mm-hmm. And we believe that God speaks to us through created reality. Um, and so some created reality is unique and special. So something that's blessed, it's already been set apart, is, um, typically is not supposed to be like just thrown in the garbage.
0: Mm, right.
1: Um, sometimes people will bury blessed objects. Well, it's just as an example, you know, just as something, yeah. treat but, it with devotion and treat it with,
0: you know, I was explaining to Rebecca, you, that's why you need a shrine. It's because all that stuff you collect from like your first communion on, and it's all blessed. You can't throw it out. Right. I put it somewhere. Right. Put it on your shrine in the laundry room. So people don't see your Catholic crazy come out.
1: Right. Right. That being said, if something accidentally ends up in the garbage, we don't want people to get, you know, so scrupulous that they think, oh my gosh, I've done something, you know, horrible. I've desecrated something that's that's holy. Because once something actually, it's not like it loses its blessing, but something that had been blessed and now gets used for profane use, non-religious use, eventually that's no longer, the blessing no longer really applies because it's not magic. You know, it's not like there's something magical, this thing now has a magical aura, and and vampires run and flee from blessed objects. It's because of the faith of the person behind it that's using it. Well, if there's no faith behind something that it, you know that it's just sitting there, it's not like everybody's going, "Oh my gosh, there's this blessed object in the in the landfill, and it's you know it's glowing." And if you had a blessed object finder, you know, like a metal detector, you would see. you know, it's it's not like that. It's not magic.
0: So can you break it down in layman's terms if If I were to say, oh, that's blessed, what does that mean?
1: It just means it's been set aside for holy use.
2: That's good. So then when we say, I'm blessed.
1: Hashtag blessed. And (laughs) and when we say, I'm blessed, which is a very American expression, right? Uh, Feeling blessed. Uh, (laughs)
0: Hashtag feeling blessed. Yeah.
1: Um, Is this from that documentary you're watching? (laughs) Yeah. Rebecca's watching the documentary about the... What was it? It's
2: the, called Way Down. Remnant? Fellowship? Mm-hmm. Remnant?
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix, apparently. I wouldn't yeah. mind watching it myself because I always think those things are fascinating. So. And there's another one on, by, on Tammy Faye. But you all are too young to remember oh, no. Tammy Faye.
0: Oh, no. I've, I've got to see with it. Jessica
2: Chastain. Yeah. 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 I want to see it. That's
1: all true. I mean, that was... You, you couldn't <sighs> write that kind of drama with... you know. Anyway... So um, I want to get back to the question that J.C. raised about like the miraculous medal and also the brown scapular having promises attached, you know, that if you die wearing this, you'll skip purgatory or you'll go straight to heaven. Again, we've got to get away from magical thinking. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, because that's why sometimes people think, as long as I'm wearing this, I'm good. (laughs) It, it doesn't work that way. It's not magic. It has to do with faith. And so by wearing this, you are expressing a certain level of faith that's important to you and to a public recognition of that faith by others because what you're wearing is something that other people can see. And so clearly it's your faith that brings you to heaven, Jesus brings you to heaven through your faith, mm-hmm. not because you did something magical. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the worst things that has hurt us as a church, is to allow that kind of magical thinking to enter into our our faith, mm-hmm. to where we think by just saying some words or doing some things, uh, it's, it's an automatic thing, and we don't have to do too much else. You know, there's also the devotion, another weird and Catholic thing, of First Friday devotions and First Saturday devotions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that if you go to Mass on first Friday, the first Friday of every month and or on the first Saturday of every month, those days are dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The First Friday, the First Saturday is dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Mary. Mm. And if you... So a lot of Catholics will go to Communion. On that because it's kind of drilled in. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to go to communion on First Friday, and there are actual prayers attached to that as well. The saint there is Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque, who had the vision of Jesus in the Sacred Heart, and that promise is associated with, with that. Um, and there again, just going to communion without having the faith behind it isn't going to get you to heaven. So, you know, it's like, if you go to First Friday it's communion and you've gone to confession and you, you know, you, you, well, yeah, you go to heaven anyway. I mean, remember our talk, our discussion on purgatory right. is not a place where you go, but it's, it's encountering God's love and God burning away all of the dross mm. that we've accumulated in our, in our life. Mm-hmm. That that kind of makes sense. Okay. So how about some other questions?
2: I have a question mm-hmm. Sure. from what you just said. Oh,
1: OK. Uh, oh, before that, uh, the miraculous medal originated with Saint Catherine Laboure. She's the one who had, I remember I couldn't remember that right. a few while back, so I'm going to do my clarification now. Uh, she had an apparitions of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary in Rue de Bac, Paris. Mm-hmm. And the first one was made by a goldsmith, and here is a picture of it for those of you who can see it through the microphone.
0: <laughs> we will have
1: That's that on the uh, <laughs> Instagram, that
2: again.
1: and that was in 1830.
2: Look, these questions of these visions of things
1: are they in the Bible? Or? No, 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 no. These are what are considered. This is a good question, actually. Private revelation. Okay. So, um, so uh, yeah, Margaret Mary Alacoque in the 1600s, had a vision of the uh, sacred heart of Jesus. Um, so private revelation is distinguished from public revelation. Public revelation is everything that's happened in the Bible mm-hmm. and through, through the transmission of that through tradition down through the ages. So public revelation, we as Catholics believe that that ended with the death of the last apostle. Um, that is carried on through time, in the, what's called the tradition, uh, we in, one thing that's different from Catholics and Protestants is we believe that revelation is transmitted through sacred scripture and sacred tradition. And tradition is simply the carrying on of what we've received from Jesus and the apostles and, and the Hebrew scriptures into the present day. So that ended with the last apostle. Uh, but... God isn't just sitting around being quiet, you know. So there is what's called private revelation. In other words, we recognize that individuals have received special communications from God, from Mary, from the saints, uh, as a way of maybe addressing something very specific at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, Catherine Labore, um received the this she had an apparition or a vision of Mary, uh, and that's where the Miraculous Medal comes from. And it was because there were some really serious political and social upheavals in France at the time. And Mary even said to her, hey, things are a mess. So, you know, we need to call people back to prayer. That's called a private revelation. In other words, it is just to an individual and is not part of the Bible or anything else. And you're not obligated to believe it. Mm. Okay, so it's it's something where the church might say, okay, we've looked at this, we don't see anything here that's contradictory to the faith. So for if Catholics want to, you know, have this devotion or follow this, they're good to go.
0: So you I'm know. within my rights as a Catholic. I don't feel this way, but if I did to say, oh, I don't really believe in the right, absolutely
1: absolutely yeah it would be nothing that you oh. would say you know the church has basically said there's nothing wrong with this it we we feel like it's something that can add to devotion and lead somebody to be closer to god but you're not obligated
0: so you're saying any teaching outside of the outside of public revelation which is outside of the bible I'm not the, saying
1: any teaching vision or or revelation
0: okay any revelation that's private revelation right. not public revelation
1: that's so and it's typically nothing new. I mean, if you look at all of these uh, revelations from Our Lady of Lourdes, which I'm glad you watched that movie finally, know, um, awesome. and Our Lady of Fatima, mm-hmm. um, this this uh, vision that uh, the Miraculous Medal and Catherine Laboure, even the vision that Margaret Mary had of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, those are private revelations that the church has said. There's something... Good here that mm-hmm. could help other people. So there's nothing wrong with spreading this devotion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there have been other private revelations where the church has said, Oh, no, wait a minute. This, there, you know, Mary comes in and says something that t- to you and says that's completely contrary to mm-hmm. how we understand the faith. You know, there was one, I don't remember the specifics, where Mary. Was identified as kind of a fourth person of the Holy Trinity, you know. Well, no, I mean that that just veers off completely away from right. Christianity. That the but
0: I, I think what you're saying, I for me, I think it's empowering for Catholics for us to have the right to dissent from things. That we don't necessarily believe or understand. And, it, and it's okay if there is some of it that we just can't get in line and, with. And
1: that wouldn't even be dissent. Dissent means that you are disagreeing with something that is considered a part of where we are as a society. So church it's not dissent at all.
0: It's just you it's don't
1: just, have to. That's not my it thing. It's not true. my thing. Okay. You know, some people aren't into devotion. Some people right. aren't in, you know, and that's okay. You know, I mean, like we talked about the 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 infant of Prague last time. You know, that's purely right personal, private devotion well, that no one has to
0: are we accept. picking and choosing what we want to believe to fit an agenda, do you think?
1: Well, I think I think sometimes we have to be careful with that, which is why these private revelations are always scrutinized very, very carefully and very deeply. Okay. Uh, so, for example, remember back in the 90s, Medjugorje, really? you know, the former Yugoslavia, there were these apparitions of Mary that to these young uh, uh, men and women uh, and people from all over the world traveled to Medjugorje. They built a church. Um, initially, the church was like, okay, we're still looking at it, but it doesn't look like there's anything you know, mm-hmm. seriously that we would find objection to. So if people wanna go, they can go. But eventually it got, it kept getting weirder and weirder. And I don't remember all of the details because it was a long As time ago. As things
0: tend to do. <laughs> not necessarily
1: because, you know, like Lourdes didn't become weirder and weirder. I mean, it become, you know, something people love to do is go to Lourdes. Right.
0: And so when you say it got weirder and weirder, can you explain? I, that?
1: I, I'd have to look it up. i have to, if we have a break, I might do a quick Wikipedia search. Um, you know, um, it it was to draw more fame and money and everything else, you know, and the the local community started building hotels and, you know,
0: that's such a great lesson for, I think all of us, like revelation, personal revelations. And it's like, what's your purpose of bringing it to the world? Is it to up yourself or Jesus?
1: So you've had some private revelations.
0: Yeah. People can flock
1: into your house.
0: No, no, no. no. I just, I just mean, um, like it's
1: an important part of your prayer life.
0: Very important
1: right. part, yeah. But, but you've not had Mary appear in your living room, and you and Ben are sitting there going, "Whoa, wait a minute, who's this?"
0: No, she's come to me in my dreams. Okay, and not when I pray for her. That's that just shows up.
2: But that's she, perfectly.
0: She's shown up. She showed up. One the first time she ever came to me, it, I mean, I, like I was, I'm like I was awake. Like I, and she sat. She was like rubbing my hair, and I was crying. And I thought she was crying. And I told this story again and someone said, Mary wouldn't cry. Mary wouldn't cry. But I really thought she would like, it was like we were one, but it was her for sure. And Our
1: Lady of Sorrows is a, a strong devotion going back to the Middle Ages where Mary feels deep sorrow for her. Like it was pain. like,
0: it was like that deep. So she can't t- lose
1: a son and not feel sorrow. Oh
0: gosh. She, so she was just like, you're going to be okay. And. I would say within like I woke up and I was I mean, it was I was like in a trance that morning and um, I woke up and I turned my music on. I like had a radio on my phone at the time. And the song that came on was Let It Be. And it was that part of Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Like that kind of stuff is like like but you hear about like she comes to people in in dreams and in that kind of thing. Like, are those personal revelations? And obviously could all that, but those are those, is that a personal revelation or does it have to be like, it's personal to
1: you. But I think typically when we talk about personal or private revelation is something that has become very public to an individual like Lords or Fatima. I mean, I think we all encounter, you know, if we, if we pray, we all have experiences of God speaking to us or Mary speaking to us. But that's different than you know. You and Ben sitting in your living room, and Mary appearing in the middle of the room, and then has a message that she says, "I want you." Like she
0: needs you to do something. I need to you to do something. It. Yeah,
1: and that's typically what that's typically what these things are. Is this? I want you to do something, and she always wants a church built on that spot. You <laughs> that's know, <really> that's, cool. <laughs> that's kind of what she does. That's kind of one of the well, things I'm she good. always does. Build me a church here, and um, but it, here's here's the thing about private revelation they are mediated through the individual's cultural and personal experiences that's receiving the message. So, you know, people will always come back, how can you say there's no hell when the children of Fatima had visions of hell presented to them by mm-hmm. Our Lady? Well, that was their cultural understanding of how God and the world worked. Mm-hmm. So they experienced, um, what Mary was saying to them through the filter of their own culture Mm -hmm. and their own belief system. And so that's why private revelation has to be treated very carefully because we recognize that this is not just God speaking in a way that is unfiltered to the whole world through a giant, you know, megaphone. And we all hear it at the same time. This is God or Mary speaking through an individual and their experience or how they hear that is filtered through their experience of the mm. church, their understanding of God, uh, their understanding of eternity, and it's cutting through that filter and getting to what's at the heart of things. That's really important—the meaning. It's very similar to what we do when we study Scripture.
2: Mm.
1: You know, when we study the Book of Job, we're not actually thinking that God and the devil were having a conversation and the devil says to God, hey, I'm going to prove to you that Job really isn't your guy. I'm just going to take away everything. And God says, have at it. I'll prove you wrong. And, you know, they use Job to settle an argument, which is the way the book is written. You know, we don't, we don't actually, yeah, read it sometime. Uh, we don't actually believe that that's what happened, but there's a meaning to the story that's deeper. That part is written from the perspective of the writer and their experience, their understanding of God, and the filter has to be filtered through that. Um, and uh, the same thing with, with private revelation. The thing is, private revelation is not um, uh, something that has to be believed. Quick aside, while, we, while I was talking, I did a quick search on Medjugorje. So, and I didn't realize this because it hasn't been on... Uh, top of the line, but there were some uh, issues with the the visions as they've happened over time. Um, And so in 2017, um, Pope Francis declared that the original visions reported by the teenagers are worth studying in more depth, while the subsequent continued visions over the years are, in his view, of dubious value. He went on to say there are people who go there, convert, find God, and their lives change. Uh, he said that this is a spiritual and pastoral fact that cannot be denied. Um, af- as a pastoral initiative, after considering the considerable number of people who go to Medjugorje and the abundant fruits of grace that have sprung from it, the ban on, apparently there was a ban on officially organized pilgrimages for a while. The ban on officially organized pilgrimages was lifted by the Pope in May 2019. So there you go. You can now have an official pilgrimage oh. there. It's really interesting. This is just from the Wikipedia article. That's where we get all our information out, right? Um, <laughs> apparently, it, there's lots of drama in, involved in all of this um, mm. and uh, accusations back and forth. You know, Here's an example of the cultural piece that I'm talking about. How they saw Mary. Her face is long and oval. She had black hair. Her eyes are blue with delicate eyelashes and thin black eyebrows, glorified eyebrows.
2: <laughs>
1: she has a little nose and rosy cheeks. She has reddish thin lips and her smile is more like some indescribable gentleness. Aww. So, I mean, they're describing a standard of beauty that probably in that part of Eastern Europe is.
0: These unrealistic you know, beauty standards. They,
1: they, see, they see, again, that, is that how Mary really looked in life? She was probably a dark-skinned Palestinian woman because that's the part of the world she Mm -hmm. grew up in. But you see Mary as as Mary as you can relate to her.
2: Yeah.
1: So I have a statue in my office that the Sisters from Vietnam at Brescia gave me, Our Lady of Vaughan, which Mary appeared to uh, a Vietnamese Catholic in Vietnam as a woman. A Vietnamese woman Mm -hmm. holding a baby, they both had Asian features. You know, that was their experience. That was the filter through which they saw Mary. Now, obviously, Mary was not Asian. She was Middle Eastern. So, all of that's okay.
0: She meets us where we're at. She speaks her language. But
1: that's the thing that we have to remind ourselves is that. Private revelations are private because it's an individual Mm, who's having the experience. And the church looks at the message and says, is the message something that we can get behind? And for Lourdes, Fatima, and now looks like even Medjugorje, at least the early visions, Subaru, the vision of Jesus and the Sacred Heart, are all things where the church looked at them and says, yeah, there's a message here that comes from the Gospels. There are other visions and things that the church has said and said, oh, we're not too sure about this, because it may actually lead people away from the church and away from Christ.
0: Very interesting. Okay. So we have um, another question from Charlotte Hurley, and we will add this to our Instagram too, if, if you're not able to hear it as well. But Charlotte Happens to be my neighbor, and her mother Ashley is a good friend of mine. And Father Larry, you did their their wedding and baptism, and baptism. So here is our question from Charlotte Hurley.
2: Okay, Miss Josie, we have a question for Father Larry that we thought maybe you could address. Um, we're talking about God, and what's your question, Charlotte? Uh, how did God make himself? Right. If God made us. And God made the world. Then what was your your question? Was well, how did God make Himself? And what did mommy say? That's a who, that's a question to ask who? Father Larry. Yeah, that's a question to ask Father Larry. Yeah, huh? I didn't even know how he made himself. Yeah, we don't even know how he made himself. Yeah. Uh, bye. bye. But bye. Give Hallie kisses. If Hallie kisses and Ben kisses. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. Quote. That is so love that cute. Yes.
1: And y'all didn't see it was FaceTimed. And <laughs> what, what a articulate little girl. Yeah, I mean, she, she just, she's the sweetest. You can girl. tell her parents are educators. I mean, how did God make his self?
0: Yes. I that's mean, a pretty profound question yes. to try and wrap your mind around. So good luck with that one. I'll let you take well, that.
1: So that's a, um, that's a fantastic question. No doubt. And, the answer is really hard. It's hard to explain. Um, God doesn't have a beginning, so God didn't make Himself. He always has been here. There's never been a time when God didn't exist. Uh, that's why we call Him God. God never had a beginning, and will never have an end. Uh, that the word for that means He's eternal. And you too, Charlotte. Even though you have a beginning, uh, you'll never have an end. You'll always be part of this universe and part of God's heart uh, in this world. And then uh, we believe that when we all get to go to heaven, in in heaven as well. So you probably have deeper questions following that answer, but. Ah, that's the best I can do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Um, if, you have, if you have any questions, um, you can email them to us at fightingcatholicjetlag.com. Or what we really love is a voice memo or a recording. If, you, if you'd like to send that in from you or your children, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to answer it. So thank you, Charlotte, for your question. I hope that answers it.
1: So I have a little bit, well, this is not as tough of a question, but it's a pretty tough question that came from another listener okay. uh, uh, who asked, um, we make a great deal uh, about love and God's love and that we're called mm-hmm. to love. In fact, that's at the heart of our Catholic identity at Brescia University as well. Um, and so one of the listeners said, Okay, you say a lot about love and that in the and in the end love is really what matters the most. But what if that's not everybody's experience in a parish or that's mm-hmm. not everybody's experience in a the church? Love. Um that is a really good question that I don't mm-hmm. have a good answer for. Um we have the heart of the gospel. We believe that Christianity is ultimately about an encounter with Jesus as the Christ. Um, and we know that Jesus calls us to love. Uh, there are a lot of other things that uh, are important to us as Catholics, but bottom line, that is the most important. Um, we, When we talk about other things, it is easy for us as Catholics to sometimes get distracted with those other things To the point where we forget the call to love. Um, And so, we haven't always been great, and not everybody's experience has been great, uh, experiencing God's love through the church. And for that, I think we need to say, um, I personally uh, would apologize to anybody that's not uh, had that or has had that experience of not experiencing God's love through the church in whatever way. Um, But at the same time, I think there are many wonderful examples of people who have experienced God's love through the church, and it's just messy. And so, yes, I don't think you're always going to find consistency in the church in terms of the message of Jesus. Uh, because the church is made up of a bunch of human beings who are sinners. Uh, you can't, you won't find consistency in me in that, or any of us in that. Um,
0: Maybe Rebecca. She's, Rebecca. she's much
1: better than we are. She's kind of she's the closest she's the pure, you'll get. Yeah. Pure
0: apart. <laughs> um,
1: they didn't call the, the, the people from England angels for, you know. That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> um, have you ever heard the story of how? England got its name. No. No. So apparently there were some uh, British slaves that were taken to Rome and um, they had blonde hair and pale skin and somebody looked at them and it might have been a pope or somebody of importance looked at them and said, those people are angels and the german word for angel is angle oh, and so you have uh
2: land
1: of the land of angels
0: our angle our angle I, you know, yeah our angle here our yeah. rebecca angle yeah. yeah
1: yeah so that's the story i've heard i don't know if it's true but we're gonna you have know, to hey, check the times have a saying uh ben trovato when there's exactly. an interesting story when it's even if it's not true it's a good story
0: yes yes
1: it's well told yeah um,
0: I mean it tracks so um our angel yeah. right here she is all love right and
1: but you won't find um, consistency unfortunately you won't always find consistency in the church we've never had consistency in the church we've been all over the place anybody that tries to say that you will only find goodness and light in the church is uh, obviously um, mistaken but you won't find goodness and light in a pure sense anywhere. But so that's,
0: but that's because of the people that make the human error right. but the the heart, the foundation right. of the church is love. So
1: respect, I'm, I want right? to be with people who recognize that. Rebecca. As Catholics, recognize that we are all on a journey and yes. we're not consistent. So she's our producer. But we strive for love. And with that.
0: With that being uh, said, canonize her.
1: Yeah, and let's say our prayer. Are we done? Yeah. So should we do a, a prayer?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what kind of prayer do you want to do? I
0: was just Today gonna, is
1: the Feast of St. Luke. I'm
0: just going to free.
1: Okay, why don't you, yeah, free form it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Then we will determine whether there was anything heretical in her prayer, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let us pray. JC, please lead us in prayer. Oh, Amen.
0: Um, okay. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you for bringing us here today, Lord. Another great day of learning about you and learning about your church and trying to find the answers and trying to figure out where we fit. Um, and keeping our vision and mission clear, which is to bring the church back to its people. We ask that you stay with us and keep us excited on this journey. And bless our friend Charlotte and all of our friends that are sending us in questions and just be with us as we as we go forward with this. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. For someone who didn't want to pray publicly at all at the beginning of this.
0: I'm turning, I'm turning red. (laughs) No one's going to listen to this episode, right?
1: Yeah. This (laughs) this podcast has ended. Love as you have been loved.
0: Go forth. And I always feel like saying that. Sorry. Okay. Say it again. This podcast (laughs) has
1: ended. Love as you you have have been loved. loved.
0: Peace be with you. And with your spirit. And Godspeed.